No chance. That's what you got. You now tapped into the liveest podcast uh, before the three count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, aka Blade Brown. Blade Brown. Yep. Not gonna lie, I don't even know who that is. What? You never seen Class Act? Class Act with Kid and Play? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're kicking it old school, going way back. Yeah. Great. That's that's I, I, I could say that house party two point A. I got you. I got you. Party movie, classic movie. I, I suggest everybody to go watch uh, Class Act with uh, Kid and Play. Um, but uh, also, it has a uh, Dougie Doug uh, is also in that movie. I don't know. He sort of uh, fell off the earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely suggest everybody to go check it out. I'm also joined with my uh, co-host. The one, the only, G.A. West. Yes, indeed. And, woo, what a week of wrestling. Yeah, right? Uh, I, I mean, I think we just got to kick it off with the... Oh, we big, have to. We have the big to. topic ahead. <laughs> you know... Hail to uh, the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Um in the words of uh Sam Cook, uh a change is gonna come. Yeah. Um, and that change is Vincent Kennedy McMahon is no longer CEO of the WWE. So crazy. Um uh, to, to quote the uh honorary white member of the nation of domination, Owen Hart. Uh, uh-huh. Enough is enough and it's time for a change. Yes. Indeed, um, but the writing was over on the wall because uh, it seemed like you know, obviously, there was gonna come a time we sort of thought that it would probably be maybe due to Vince's passing. Uh, that, <laughs> that, yeah, I know, don't think anyone saw a retirement coming, right? Exactly, um, especially with you know, more of allegations of you know, infidelity because it seemed like he had these type of. You know, allegations attached to his jacket for a minute. Um, you know, and then with all with all the other scandals, uh, especially in the early '90s with the steroid scandals, and you had the referee ring boy scandals. Uh, you also uh, had you know uh, Ben Wash situation, even the Jimmy Snooker situation. Uh, but you know, uh, also, you know, when he first acquired the territories, uh, I think he even mentioned that. You know the other uh, promoters, uh, you know, trying to take him out, like literally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you would think with all that, you know, in his in his you know closet that he was able to, you know, Barry Sanders spin and juke from, like this wouldn't be too you know too hard to get away from. But and I think that was the thought at first. I mean, yeah. even when he came out on that first episode of SmackDown, and you know, cut cut his little two minute promo. Yep. The, the rumor and innuendo is that he got to the back, looked at everybody, and said, F them. <laughs> like, you know? And, uh, That's great. You know, you know, he just kind of felt like he was untouchable. You know, he uh, then showed up on Raw and basically did the same thing but the next week. Like, um, so this, this kind of, you know, we have to wonder, like, what came out or, like, they worried about coming out where he just like on a Friday afternoon said I'm retiring. Yeah, especially on Twitter. 
like very unceremoniously like announced it you know what i'm saying it wasn't like yeah. you know they started the raw or even ended the raw smackdown he came down and said his piece like this was just poof um in the interwebs they mentioned that hbo was working on a piece about him um so i guess between that and you know the wall street journal like there must be some other like you said things that we don't know of that might be really damaging yeah it's the only thing that makes sense right either that or he yeah or he you know through the age might have some you know unforeseeable you know illness or something to like make him step down but I really would think that would happen too yeah I doubt that especially with the timing of everything I feel like it's got to be related to all these allegations um, maybe we'll find out the Shawn Michaels rumors were true. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, but it's like, with, look at all of, um, Dark Side Wrestling. They had a crazy, you know, hit piece on, you know, like the uh, Flight from Hell, the Korea trip, you know, with various wrestlers. And, you know, other than, you know, Tommy Dreamer, like, pretty much everyone else was able to, like, you know, size, especially Flair, sidestep, you know, what was said about them? So I don't Vince, know he, that Flair sidestepped what was said about him. He's having his return. His his last match happening. But that might also be kind of similar, like because he can't get work with AEW or WWE. Nah, I think that's because more he was supposed to have a run at AEW. He was going to be Andrade's manager, and then right, the dark but, side of the ring thing happened, and they pulled him. Yeah, but like you, you know, he still. People are still they pulled him. Uh, they, they had initially pulled him from WWE's uh, opening, you know, the now, then, forever. Yep. They had pulled him from that, but they just recently put him back on it. Yeah, so it was, temp- you know, temporary. You know, similar with Hogan, you know? Okay, I got you. I got you. But I still say, I don't, I don't think that's completely sidestepping. Right, right, right. But, I mean, the, it, compared to what McMahon's has gone through it seems very odd I feel you I, I feel you yeah because think of it like that they you know Flair had them, that crazy allegation about you know the whole playing situation yeah so and then you know Hogan had his like we legit saw on the stage like that whole situation <laughs> play out like we we'll know what happened with Vince but he's just like yeah I'm just gonna you know call it a day quietly duck out <laughs> yeah but uh does the yeah, I, mean, I it, I'm out. What? Does the uh, SpongeBob mean I'm out? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it's definitely end of an era. It's so weird though. Like I, you know, it's just it's so yeah, it's so random. It is. It's uh yeah. I mean, sh- I think it is the appropriate use of the word here. Yeah. Um, but you know, we were gonna witness it eventually. It's just we just think thing will be like right now, right? You know, um, and it, what I'm curious now, I guess now we'll find out. Was it Vince McMahon holding creative back? We shall see. Because um, yeah, in a you know, twist of uh, things, but you know, Triple H is back. Yeah, Triple H is back. He's uh now in charge of talent relations again. Yeah, he no sold uh apparently his heart condition and now he's <laughs> right. back right when he steps down, like, huh. 
And then Time to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's back. I guess, you know, she didn't be the, do the stay mom thing for too long. Right. <laughs> like, like, what happened? I thought y'all were going to hang out with us. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously Nick Khan, you know, he was able to become CEO of the company within two years. Yeah, right. You know, kudos to him. And uh, so crazy. Uh, I, and I'm like, I bet. Well, it's funny. I was about to say, I bet he didn't see that coming. But I'm like, unless he's the one that leaked, <laughs> this was all part of the master plan. Yeah. So that, does that mean now the company does not get no longer bought out by NBC? Um. <laughs> Well, who knows if it was going to get bought out or not anyways. But uh, I guess it will be interesting to see what what the plan is with all that going forward. Yeah. Because, yeah, will they, you know, Nick Khan is the type of guy that he gets in these positions and then sells the company. Like, that's that's what he does and what he has a history of. And then he moves on to the next company. Right. But he's Um, co-CEO, so he has to get the okay from Stephanie. Right, right, you know, but it's like you have to assume he was brought on for for that role. If that's what he does is come in and, you know, then, then sell your company for a lot of money, you have to assume that's what he was brought in to do. But I don't know here, it's it'll be interesting because will Stephanie and Triple H run things, which is what awesome. everybody thought would happen. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, because we always thought it was either Stephanie or Shane, um, but... I, I know you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, in the mid to late 90s to early 2000s, you know, Linda was CEO. So I'm, su- I'm surprised that Vince didn't put in Linda's name while he stepped down, you know? Well, I mean, at this point, Linda's involved with her political career and she's just a lot older. True, 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 true. But I was just the same as it was during that time. No, but I was thought he would just, you know, let her have the name namesake, but he's still, be, you know, behind the curtain pulling all the strings. And he may still be behind the curtain pulling all the strings. Uh, he's still 80% shareholder. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't sell uh, none of his uh, shares? No. So okay. he just retired as CEO. Okay. Well, I wonder if shares went up or down after his uh, retirement. Uh, the stocks went down, uh, and they probably will continue to go down a little bit. Okay. But then, they're gonna, then they'll probably jump up. My... Uh... Buy me a stock just to say I own a piece of the, the company. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kicking myself. I didn't buy the stocks back back when it first came out, and they were $13 a share. What year was this? Oh, this would have been early 2000s. Okay. Um, okay. Like maybe 2004, 2005, something like that. Okay. And yeah, I, but I remember vividly the stocks came out there at $13 a share. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I didn't know anything about stock. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just like, whatever. Because now, and they're down and they're like worth yeah. 50, like 52 a share. And that's what okay. down. <laughs> like, down. So I'm like, man, if I had bought back then, like, they'd be worth five times as much. Yeah. So I wonder um, what the morale is with the guys in the back, the guys and the ladies in the back, you know, with the performance that is. Oh, and probably writers, like, if they're like, woo, or they'd be like, eh, it's just, what's that? We're probably still seeing him again. Well, the rumor is Lesnar was furious um, when, when he was told. Um, and actually, like, threatened to quit. Okay. And they had to, like, work with him to bring him back. 
Okay. And uh, what I'm curious about, yeah, like what I rapport with Vince. What's that? Does he have a great rapport with Vince? Yeah, him and Vince are like friends. Oh, okay. Um, and, and I'm curious, like, because when I hear something like that, I'm like, well, that seems a little crazy to me. But okay. I wonder if he, in his mind, he's like, oh, he's a Vince McMahon guy. Okay. Like, Triple H and Stephanie are in power. Like, maybe they won't pay him $12 million a year to, like, wrestle twice, you know? <laughs> yeah, part-time. Yeah. Um, you know, which I could see. Like, I don't, I don't think Triple H and Lesnar ever had, like, relation. I don't even remember them wrestling each other. Yeah, did they ever have a program? I don't think so. Well, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, Triple H has had a program with literally everybody. Right. Like, especially you think about that time period. And yeah, so, during the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I think of that, I'm like, maybe they've got a problem with each other. But then, how would you book those two in a match against each other in a program? That's a good question. Yeah, see, it might not have made sense. Maybe. Like, did it as like a, them and one one other person, like a Cena, to like as a filler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might be right. I mean, at the end of the day, you could come up with anything, but I'm like, yeah, I guess they were both heels. Yep. So maybe it's not as weird as it seems on the surface. Because it worked with, like, Brock and, you know, Rock, you know, they have a program between those two. So, because, you know, one could be face, the other one could be heel. Right. So, yeah. But uh, also, I don't know if this... With Vince stepping out, like other guys from other promotions now look, especially like AEW, look towards like, oh, now I might be able to have a chance to make it into the WWE now. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. And uh, yeah, like that, that's probably a good thing for MJF because Vince probably would have thought of him as small and made him a manager. Yep. Um, But yeah, this might open up some of the doors. Like, I wonder, does Killer Cross come back? Oh, okay, he actually Triple H guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he was undefeated on NXT, had the great entrance and all the stuff. Yep. Gets up to the main roster, they take away the entrance, and he loses to Jeff Hardy via, like, a roll-up. Like, yep. You know, so clearly there's, you know, di- Triple H had a very different idea of him than Vince McMahon did, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so I wonder, I'm like, yeah, does he come back? Uh, the princess, uh, she brought up the idea. She's like, maybe Johnny Gargano. Like, he, he looks at things and he he goes there. Yeah, or the same thing with uh, Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, I think it was rumored that they were having issues with Vince as well. Yes. Um, yeah, the rumor is uh, Sasha, like, right before leaving, had a direct meeting with Vince. And I guess it didn't go how she wanted it to. And... Right. Out, yeah, but do with Vince stepping down, do we now lose the entertainment part of uh wrestling, or will Stephanie and Triple H be able to, or even Nick Khan, you know, continue it? Well, I don't know how much Nick Khan knows about wrestling, right? Itself, um, so I don't know where the what his input necessarily would be, but I feel yep. like you know, if Stephanie and Triple H are running things. It's going to be much like NXT Black and Gold was. Okay. I assume. Okay. 
And I have to assume Triple H brings back all his people that were, were fired. So it sucks for AEW. They're like, no, where y'all going? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. ah, uh, Tony Khan started just crying. He's like, right. no, me. <laughs> Also, you know, Cesaro leaves, uh, Adam Cole leaves. Uh, it's basically all the AW process. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It will be. It'll definitely be interesting to see uh, how, how, how this affects the landscape of wrestling as a whole. Exactly. Exactly. It will either flourish it or it could potentially, you know, Bring it to an end. Yeah, um, I'd like to think it'll flourish it, um, but but yeah, we'll see. It's uh, well, is, um, is uh, what's his face, Bruce Pritchard, still uh, running as well? He is currently still the head of creative. Okay, um, that, what's his face, Johnny Ace is gone now, correct? Yes, uh, not officially fired or anything, just on a leave. But I'm sure he's gone. Like you know what I mean? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and the the rumor is Bruce Prichard and Stephanie don't get along. Okay. Um, nor do Johnny Ace and Stephanie. Um, and some people wonder: is that because Stephanie knows that these are the guys that let Vince do? Well, not with her mom, but against. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, same thing with uh, Kevin Dunn. Is he staying? He gone too. Okay. Um, he was a Vince guy, and the rumor is him and Triple H don't get along. Okay. And it's believed that's why they kind of wanted to get Triple H out of power previously. Okay. Um, and you know, basically, and they want to get all Triple H's people out. So that way, there was no one to, you know, threaten threaten his position. Which is so crazy. Yeah, he definitely uh, pulled the played the long uh, long haul. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kevin Dunn's been there since the '80s. Really? So, so he's the one responsible um, for the current presentation. Yeah, he's the, well, he's the main producer. They say they all like, I guess he does a lot of TV cuts. Look, yes. I guess people don't really dig that. Yeah, no, because it, it gets dizzying sometimes. Like, they're trying to really? do too much. He's trying to. I think is it really that excessive? Michael Bay of pro wrestling. I was going to say, is it really that excessive, though? Sometimes. Okay. Mostly, what, like, pay per views or like. No, it's more TV. like a Raw or a SmackDown, and especially if there's a taped SmackDown and there was like a bad match. Yep. Like, that'll that'll get chopped up a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you gotta take some Dramamine before it like, stops the motion. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting times that we're in. Um, you think it would be a like only like a temporary sit down for Vince? You think he might just be like, since you say he has eighty percent of the company uh, shares, he might ah maybe I'll just come back. Maybe I'm tired of being at home and you know I don't know what he does as a hobby, but <laughs> that. I, I think he stays retired. 
um, whatever that means and looks like. But I found that he comes back working for the company. Well, he is 77 years old, so. Yeah. Uh, so you have to consider. Yeah. You have to consider you at eat, that age. Are you eating potato chips? No, I'm sorry. I, I had a, <laughs> a Ziploc bag. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm multitasking during today's podcast. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm curious to know what his like, what he does for fun to like, what he's gonna do for retirement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess now we have what he does for fun. But what's uh, that? <laughs> but um. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but no. All, all jokes aside, yeah. What what does Vince McMahon, you know, do in retirement? Like, I don't feel like I've ever heard things of him playing golf or. Nope. Like anything other than wrestling and working out. Like, yeah, now that he's he's seventy seven, I don't know working out might not be. Well, he still it. works out like crazy. Really? Uh, I forget what pay per view against with him and Pat McAfee, whatever. He didn't look that big. Yeah, but here's the and he he's for his age, he's huge. Really? Uh, and uh, that week, he had posted a clip on Instagram squatting like four hundred pounds. Like for real, for real, for real, for real. Wow. Well, I well, I guess he's just only doing legs because upper body ain't, ain't really hitting like it used to. Well, it's not gonna hit like it used to. He's seventy-seven years old. He's got you know loose skin and you know just all that stuff. Like, oh, look at Billy Gunn. I mean, Billy Gunn's twenty years younger. I thought no, I thought Billy Gunn's in his. All right, look at Sting. Sting don't look that great. <laughs> <laughs> he wrestles with a shirt on him. Oh, I just thought because that, that was his gimmick that he always had that, you know, shirt. Nah, nah. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, look at Flair. He'll probably, on his last match, be wrestling, you know, shirtless. And to quote my main man, Scott Steiner, yep. and he'll be looking like he's got more loose skin than a Sharpay puppy. <laughs> uh, would you think of that, um, that, that, um, Video package of uh, him and you know, and Lito turning heel. Weird. <laughs> it, it felt very cinematic to me. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, good. Like, but just weird. Like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, wait, and, and and this is the problem I think with having too much information exposure. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, like. Flair at Lethal are friends. Like, they were just training together to get ready for this match. <laughs> like, yeah, but then all turn, you know, you know, it's like, oh, what? Well, maybe Lethal was playing, you know, possum this whole time. Maybe. <clears throat> but maybe. what, uh, when is that last um, match? Uh, July 31st. Okay, so right after SummerSlam? Yeah, yep, the next day. Huh, okay. Which, uh, and you see what uh, the player, um, farewell. Yeah, the farewell match. How's the rest of the card look? Um, it's pretty solid. Uh, which is why I think I'm gonna order it. We got, uh, well, I know it's Killer Cross against Davy Boy Smith Jr. Okay. Good fan, Davy Jr. Um, I, some of his stuff I have liked. Okay. Um, some of it not so much, and I don't know how much of that is his fault. So what? 
stuff that you don't don't dig. Like some of his WWE run wasn't that great. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've seen some match of his, some matches of his where I was like, oh wow, like you know, he was almost as good as his dad. Okay, but that's a, you know, how, like some people like. You, we can agree that Randy Orton, is, you know, probably exceeded past Bob Orton. Uh, yes. And obviously, you know, The Rock and, you know, Soul Man, Rocky Johnson. Uh, but you'll think David Boy. You know what's crazy? Hold up. Uh, yep. Not to, de- to deviate. I don't yep. know that The Rock is better than his dad. Okay. Just based off of not seeing a lot of um, Soul Man's matches. Well, here's the thing. Yep. I saw one of his matches uh, a couple weeks ago. Was this, was this the tag with uh, Tony or solo stuff? No, this was Soul Man's Rocky Johnson singles. Gotcha. Like a uh, crazy leapfrog, like the AJ Styles leapfrog drop kick spot. What? Yeah. And I was like, like it was I flu- that. It was fluid? I mean, it wasn't quite AJ Styles. But, but for a guy that looks like he was probably 250, 260, like. Yeah. It was blue enough. Like impressive. Who was yeah. he, who did he face? Some jobber. Oh, okay. All right. What what pulled, what sparked the interest in watching one of his matches? Um, it, it was a link actually from a story about it being a Rolling Stone and his five kids up in Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> um, to that and uh, so like, wow. Yeah, not even I didn't even go down a deep rat hole because I don't think there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of his promos out there, um, but uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of his matches. Uh, was his promo like rock esque? Like, could you tell like with you know Dwayne got his like chops from or not really? Yeah, I, I think so. Like Soul Man Rocky Johnson was probably his his days version of, of the Rock. Really? Yeah, so I always thought Rock a mix of like. Elvis meets uh, Jimmy Leon Sanders. No, I was gonna say in, in superstar uh, Graham. Uh, you know I what I'm saying? <clears throat> but uh, all right, well, maybe maybe The Rock hasn't you know uh, <laughs> eclipsed uh, Rocky Johnson. Then, but for the most I part, mean, it seems like as a star seems- he has, but not as a wrestler. I'm not sure. Okay, but DB Junior, you'll see that as either one, either one the case for you know past his father, uh, David Boy. No, I don't think he's better than his father. Okay, does he have the potential to be, or might be too late? Might be too late at this point, but I mean, David Boy, David Boy Smith, the senior, yes, um, he's he's underrated probably as a talent. Well, don't forget, I think he's probably one of the one of the Few that could that was like dope as a tag team uh, partner and as a singles wrestler. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I could say him, probably Brett, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other. Probably, uh, yeah, I can't really think of too many other ones. I guess. <laughs> I guess maybe Montez when he becomes singles wrestler, possibly. Poor Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, he's getting the marginalized treatment. Not to us, not, not to his, you know, it's not his fault. No, and that's why I'm like, poor Angelo Dawkins, like... Yeah, it's just somebody has to fit that, you know, that role. And uh, it's funny, because uh, it makes me think of uh, Tucker and Otis. 
Yeah. They, they Where is Tucker? Up and Tucker was gone with the quickness. Is he in AEW? No, I don't even know what he's doing with these. I haven't heard his name in a minute. Oh, wow. Yeah, as you say, um, it seems like when you're a tag team, like, <laughs> it's almost like you got to sleep with one eye open to make sure that you're like, your partner doesn't like outshine you pretty much. Right? <laughs> you know, like, like with FTR, say if they split out the two, who who you think would be more successful? That's a good question. I might go Dax Harwood, but really, I feel like those two are pretty equal. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see other tag teams. Uh, well, obviously, all right, the Hardys. They seem to be even for even in regards to their solo runs a little bit. I mean, obviously, it looked like. When Vince and them always wanted to push Jeff more. Yeah. What's that? Had a way bigger. Bigger or because Matt was, you know, with that whole uh, broken, a broken thing sort of to like revived him. That Jeff is a multiple time world champion. Right. Yeah, that is weird. And Matt never had the world title, but Jeff did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Like, for whatever reason, Vince got behind Jeff and didn't like Matt. Like, I, <laughs> and, and Matt's the bigger, bigger guy, like size wise. Yeah, Matt's the bigger. You size know, Vince guy had the better wrestler. So you would think Vince, you know, because he's like a size dude, like be like all about the bigger. Guy. <laughs> but must be something about Jeff that he likes. Yeah. So like, ah, he does motorcycles and gets the girls. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so that's is is Matt and Marty tried to get with Lita. And it's just like no, I'm with Matt. So <laughs> well, that's is, why is, Edge got rewarded. Is Matt the Mar the the the, the Marginetti then? I mean, if you're comparing careers, you'd have to say so. I think. Wow. I I don't believe so as a talent, but I mean, if but, you're comparing careers, yeah, we gotta look at facts. Facts yeah. over feelings. The facts over feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Now you, all right, uh, who's also been in several tag teams, did you feel that you got the Marginetti tag on you, or were you able to sustain avoid that? Um, I I hope I've been able to avoid that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny with the solution. Yeah. Um, you know, we were we were put together because Chris could wrestle, but he couldn't talk. I yep. could talk wrestle yeah um, and so that's why we were we were put together as a team right away like it was like oh like we, you know we fill these gaps for each other yep um and then we you know we each improved our own individual things um, yep and you know we went off to have our own individual careers yeah um you know and then uh when i think of I'm trying to think what other tag teams i was in um, fellowship. the fellowship which i'm gonna get to that in a second um, Omega Black. Oh, actually, with Omega Black, I was in the Amen. Um, so oh, yeah, okay. it was myself and uh, Great Brother Greatness. Yeah. And at that time, it's funny. I, I I could wrestle and talk. Brother Greatness could pretty much just talk, and he was coming along with the wrestling. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, that was a good combination. I was able to help him with some stuff, and um. But we were pretty equal. And then the Fellowship, which had various incarnations um but ultimately the original i'll I'll just keep it to the original duo of uh me and sog ronnie ribs uh we're very equal in the ring uh okay you know he's probably got me beat on the mic 
Okay. Um, but but we're equal in the ring. So so yeah, it's okay. been pretty even even team. Not bad on the mic, just he's probably got me beat, especially if it's a live live mic promo back and forth. He's got yep. me beat by miles. Okay. So being in a tag, you've like is it, like the I don't know if it's a thing, but is the Marginetti not curse, but like do you feel like as a being a tag, do you not want to have that type of you know of course, no one wants to be the Nate weak link. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to be the weak link. Um, you know, and uh, unfortunately, because of Marty Jeanette on Michaels, yep. uh, it, it has created like stigma with tag teams of like, oh, who's the yeah, did they, Michaels? Did they have that before the Rockers? Like, we have other tag teams, you know, you had like, you know, Legion, uh, the World Warriors, Demolition, Hot Foundation. Uh, Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, you know, Tony Atlas, like, would people being like, oh, I can't wait to so-and-so go solo type of thing compared to after the Rockers situation? No, before that, I don't think you had that. And with the Rockers yeah. situation, what's funny is people thought Janetti was going to be the big star. Really? Yeah, initially that was the thought. I, I mean, look-wise, they sort of look similar to me. You know what I'm saying? They, so they like, do. Uh, yeah. But Janetti, supposedly, and I don't know, this is just what I've like read or listened to on podcasts, but at that yep. time, Janetti was like the better wrestler. Did you, do you agree? Well, that's, I can't say. I, I would have to go back and watch, watch some old school rocker stuff to yeah. give an opinion. Yeah, because I say as a tag team, they, as a kid, I don't remember being like, oh, this is the dopest tag team. Like, it, I always was like, oh, Legion of Doom, Demolition, like, even Same. though I went to the hop even, the fabulous Rougeos, I was like, yeah, it's an attack team. Rockers were like, <laughs> Rockers were like, I don't know. I just didn't, maybe it was like revisionist history where people were like, oh, the Rockers were like the dopest tag team out there. Shawn Michaels, Mario Gennetti. Tag like, team specialists. Well, I know like uh, the, the, the girls, you know what I'm saying? They had like the screens because, you know, they were like, during that time, it was like the, the 80s, androgynous, you know, rock, you know, Poison and all those like hair metal bands. But like, yeah. I don't know, as a wrestling tag team, I was like, eh. Like, even, what what was the one that had um the Warlord and Barbarian? What was their tag oh, team Oh, uh, Powers of Pain. Yeah. Yeah, I was into that. Like, the Rockets were similar to, like, um, what was Paul Roma's tag team? Uh, Pimp and Hercules, uh, Power and Glory. Yeah, they were, like, like on their tier with, the, with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. I definitely do. I dug the Rockers, but I was never, okay. like really into the rockers like yeah i was more lod powers of pain demolition yep for sure yeah. um but i was big into Shawn michaels when he went on his singles run as a heel so what gravitated you towards him okay it seemed like a lot of people had the same sentiment uh well i don't know if a lot of people had the same sentiment well that's why he, he was able to have a long-standing career and you know unfortunately marty sort of you know didn't well, so here's the interesting thing about all that. Number one, Marty didn't have the career because he got in trouble backstage. Doing what? I want to say he showed up at a show inebriated. Oh. It, yeah, but most not wrestlers exactly, do, don't they? Something like that. What's that? I thought most of the boys did. <laughs> but Always on like somas or some uh, alcoholic beverage. But, you know, I mean, even if most of the boys did, they kept it together. Oh, like, okay. I think, yeah, I think Marty was, like, getting in trouble and, like, you know, it was, like, pretty bad. So I think that's what happened first and foremost with it. Okay. 
Okay. But also, Shawn Michaels, interesting one for you. If Shawn Michaels doesn't have that epic comeback run in 2002, yep. do we remember him as the greatest wrestler of all time? Well, what epic comeback did he have in 2002? That's when he came back from the back surgery and all that stuff. And that was on epic. all these classic matches. Nah, what classic matches did he have? Benoit, Triple H, uh, Undertaker. Those two matches with The Undertaker that will go down in history forever. Uh, yeah, those were. Nah, none of those uh, ring a bell. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even understand that. I was about to say the same thing to you because I don't know what epic matches he had with Undertaker. <clears throat> WrestleMania 25 and 26? Yeah, nah. What, what many people consider the greatest matches of our modern era? Yes, uh, okay. <laughs> the only good matches that Undertaker has had within the recent decade, I would say, would probably be him and... <sighs> trying to think now. <laughs> Cause other than Foley, like, what? What was the last epic Undertaker match that you could think of? And you can't say Michaels. Foley? That Hell in the Cell? Yeah. <laughs> that was like 30 years ago. For uh, uh, one. But uh, <laughs> Epic Taker matches, not counting Michaels, and I'm going to have to throw Triple H in there. WrestleMania 27 and 28. Okay. Um, those were some good matches. Uh, let's see what other taker matches outside of those. Michaels, Triple H. Yeah, I mean, at that point of his career, Taker really. <laughs> he was wrestling like twice a year. Yeah, but they weren't good matches, though. Uh, you know, you eventually can see what his multiple retirement, comeback out of retirement, retirement, comeback out of retirement uh, programs he did. Yeah, I mean, if he had ended it with Michaels, uh, we'd probably be talking about Michaels and Taker being the two greatest wrestlers of all time. Because everyone would just remember those matches. No one was, was a good program with Taker that I don't think people talk about a lot is when he uh, faced, you know, uh, Taker versus Taker. I don't remember if that was good. I remember the build-up to that. Um, yeah, the, and the with, match was good, uh, too. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, from Naked Gun. Nah, what was he doing there? He was the detective. He was trying to find out, like, is it a fake? Oh, they, they have vignettes for that? Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Definitely got to go back and watch that. Yeah, man. Um, But, yeah. Uh, was that was, was a WrestleMania or SummerSlam pay-per-view where they had him against was Brian Lee? Brian Lee, yeah. That was a SummerSlam 1993? The only thing they messed up with it, they should have gave Brian Lee lifts. I know, so they'd be the same height, right? Yeah, that was like that was somewhat stupid on their part because like you can see the height discrepancy. So yeah, that would have made it a little bit better. Yeah, because then you'd be like, oh, who? Because from look wise, like tattoos and hair, they look identical, but like the height thing was just a little off putting. No, I feel you on that. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. Uh, but yeah, that was SummerSlam '93 because um, that was coming off of Royal Rumble '93. Okay. Where, uh... Oh wait, hold up! No, that SummerSlam '93. That might have been SummerSlam '94. Yeah, that would have been SummerSlam '94. Why you say that? Royal Rumble '94. 
Okay. Where Yokozuna against the Undertaker. Um, that was a good match for two big, two big dudes. I don't remember stuff. I just remember the crazy finish. Yeah, but no, but like, I'm just saying, just like when you have two big dudes, you would like those two. You wouldn't think they'd find like an entertaining match. Now it wasn't like an Iron Man technical, but you know it was big dudes. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that. And uh, it's funny. Here, ready? Here's a fun question for you. Yep. Not a yep. trivia question, even actually. This is just an opinion question. Yep. What do you think of Yokozuna's initial run that that first year? Oh, WWE? super dope, super dope, menacing. So you know what's funny about that? What's that? I said the same thing. Yep. Uh, I was talking to uh, Mr. Uh, a friend of mine. We'll call him Mr. BG. Okay. Um, and uh, he corrected me because I was like, "Man, Yokozuna, that that first run was crazy." And yeah, he corrected me and pointed out like actually how bad of a run it was. What? And I was like, "Wow, talk about like not remembering this right." Yeah. But he pointed out like he came in at Royal Rumble. Um, it was awesome. Right. Uh, Royal Rumble '93. But he goes to WrestleMania nine, beats Bret Hart. Yeah. But then yeah, but then loses it to Hogan. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's like Hogan was on his Thanos. You know what I'm saying? Like tip. You know, snap of the finger, he's over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, not saying it's Yokozuna's fault. Exactly. Just it's funny to think about this is what, what actually went down. Um, you know, so then you go to King of the Ring. But wait, you, as you mentioned, no, but as you mentioned though, for his first year, he was the headline of WrestleMania though. Yeah, absolutely. So I, like, I, how bad of a run is it? Like, if you're headlining and you're losing against Thanos himself, <laughs> like I, you get you you getting main event uh, money. No doubt. Oh, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying it's funny. I'm like, Mr. BG pointed out it wasn't as good as remembered. Okay, okay. And I think because he just recently been watching it. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And okay. so it's like, you, you get to kick and then he's actually losing in the match to Hogan when Hogan, Hogan's hulking up and then the photographer shoots the fireball in Hogan's face. Yep. Hogan wins. Um, yep. And and then from there, he gets knocked out by Lex Luger. Was that during the whole Lex Express? Yes. Tour? Yep. So he didn't lose the belt, but he got knocked out and lost the match. Right. And then he um, goes on to take on Taker um, in a horrible feud where at, at Royal oh, Rumble, he, lose, well, he loses to Taker at Survivor Series. Okay. And... Uh, and then goes on to Royal Rumble and is losing to Taker, but takes okay. 10 guys to come and like put Taker in the casket. <laughs> and then you get to WrestleMania where he loses to Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, but he, he did it with Eddie Batches. I well, he did, but they were dusty finishes. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's how. That's, hey, he was still booked as a monster heel, and he was getting top paid for a main event. So that's how it really matters. Absolutely, don't don't get me wrong about that. But it's funny because I'm like, I remember like this crazy run. I'm like, oh yeah, he was this, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, yeah, I strong as I thought. Yeah, well, remember how he did the job was in basically. Exactly. Like... It's like similar how you mentioned with me uh, last time we were talking about Doink. Like you say he was like destroying Jabba's, but then against like. Made guys, he wasn't had the greatest win loss record, yeah. Yep, it, same thing. 
and it's funny I'm like I guess it's if you're gonna job to main guys it's better to be doing it level and at least oh, yeah, remembered as a main event guy yeah Hogan Taker like these guys were like undefeated practically yeah yeah and this is Bret Hart coming into his own yep yeah taking the reins because uh, Hogan was supposed to be on his way out yep so yeah it was not it wasn't like he was like losing to like IRS or <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying like Alda Montoya you know what I'm saying like <clears throat> nah, for sure for sure uh, uh, Yoko was definitely you know uh, one of the top big men of uh, his time no you're absolutely right and, and I'm just realizing I'm thinking yep. about it I'm like wow the, the formula for wrestling yep. you have to have jobbers Yes, I don't know why they got rid of them. You need to bring back enhancement talent. Yeah, like, because when you said IRS... Yeah. IRS is a top guy, and I'm like, no, he lost to everybody. <laughs> well, now now he was in a tag team with... Um, Money Inc. Yeah. They were tag champs for a while, but... Yep. But I'm like, yeah, I, it's funny because I think of the IRS as the top guy. I'm like, yeah, he was, but I'm like, no, he beat a lot of jobbers on Saturday mornings. I mean, yeah, just look how how um, the Mountie, like, there's another one, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, lost against Brett. Uh, I think a couple other, you know, but yeah, lost uh-huh. a good boss man. He did. Yeah, the jailhouse speaking match. Of, speaking of boss man, what do you think of uh, his feud with Nails? I liked it. Yeah, because he actually gave Bossman like a whooping. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, you know, this is me as a 10-year-old kid, but I'm like, yep. I, I felt believable. Yep, that he broke out of prison to like kill the Bossman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they added that the voice modulator to make his voice sound all creepy. Right, right. Which again, me as a ten-year-old kid, like it, it seemed like, oh, this is legit. Like this is what they do on like those crime shows. Like they block that guy's <laughs> voice, like. But then again, they, I can't remember a lot of his matches. Like, the, was he good in the ring? Nails? Yeah. Nah, he was horrible. Okay, okay. Real awkward. I can't remember, like, <laughs> too many matches. No, nah, he was real awkward. Um, just, just, yeah, not not very good. But but same thing, though. Like, he, he comes in, he beats up job guys. Chokes the yeah. I like, you know, and then he loses the boss, man. That's why I don't get... I think it's fine. Yeah, so like with, with with enhancement talent, it helps break break up the you know tedious of like main guys going against main guys. So it's so right because that's what pay per views are for. That's where you build up the guys to show you know who's the strongest, and then right. you know and you make them go want to see those each other. Exactly, but if you have them do it, what would happen if? Yeah, if, but if you have them doing that every Raw and every SmackDown, it sort of like. What's the point of tuning into a pay per view? There's no difference, right? Exactly. Other than commercials, that's the only difference. Exactly. So yeah, I, I, it, I hope they bring back enhancement talent because he needs it. I wonder if it was more like a, uh, it was too expensive to book them, like from like a financial point of view. Not at all. Enhancement talent is cheap. Really? Yeah. You gotta fly them out. You gotta set them up in hotels. And all they that don't fly out enhancement talent. What? Are you oh. crazy? <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. So you talking like like uh like Barry Horowitz or Brooklyn Brawler, uh, Mike Sharp, right? All those dudes that were like enhancement talent in the '90s, like they didn't get the same same like was on the same buses as like the like the, the, the boys. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. 
And uh, so, an interesting yeah, thing about that. yeah, interesting thing about that time period. Yep. Um, WWE they they would record like two months worth of TV shows at okay. a time. Okay. And uh, and most of the stuff they did was up in the Northeast, whether it's New York, Massachusetts, or Connecticut. Yep. Um, like I'm like in hindsight, I'm like if I was in my 20s at that time and yep. not wrestling, like let's just assume I'm a wrestling fan. Yep. I would have been at like every show because <laughs> they were all within like a three hour drive. Right, right, right. Like it's great. Like even the big pay per views were at like the Springfield Civic Center, the Hartford Civic Center. Like yep, the only Mania was at the MSG. Yep, yep. That's true. That's true. So it's, so it's funny to think back. Like everything was so close to local. Could have been to like all that stuff. Right. You're right. <clears throat> and like front row tickets back then were like fifty bucks, which I think probably was even expensive then. I guess, but it's not. Right. Um, so, but, but I say all of that to say, yeah. so like the the enhancement talent, that you know, they, it's all local guys. So, okay. so like your Barry Horowitz, like he was, I, I don't know what area he was in. Now okay. I think about it, but I'm like, whatever area he was in, when they came to that area, he's working those shows. Okay. Um, you know, s- same thing with, uh, you know, pretty much uh, any of your enhancement talent guys, you right. name them, they're, they're, they're just the, the local talent. And so okay. most of the time they taped up in the Northeast, I'm going to assume all those guys were local to the Northeast area. Okay. Um, but that's why you would see them regularly. But it's because like, oh, like they did two months of tapings in one night. Okay. So why do you think they stopped it? Uh, the wars. Ah, okay. Because each company tried to up the other. So did WCW stop having jobs first and then Vince followed next? That's a very attractive question. Uh, we would have to honestly like go back and check. Okay. To like see who like did it like who's the first one because I feel like WCW was probably like the first one to put big matches on TV. Okay. And then I don't know who, you know, and at what point, like, did it gradually, like, you know, let's say normally be five Java matches on TV, did it become like four and then three, then two, then one, then none? Or like, was it just like, we're going to put on a whole pay-per-view show on Raw. Yeah, because I'm trying to say on Nitro. We'll do the same next week. <laughs> so do you think that actually helped with the ratings? Like guys, they want to see Jabba's getting beat up all the time. You think at a point we just got, you know, Jabba tired? And we was like, all right, let's just watch the main guys go at it instead of, yeah. you know. I, I okay. Think, I think it definitely helped the ratings because you look at what the ratings were during that time period. Right. The highest ratings ever. But plus the, the shows were different too because when we see the jobbers would be on Wrestling Challenge, Superstars, typically Saturday morning, you know, like shows. The Nitro and Raw Wars was on like Nighttime after you know school, you know you did your homework on that type of stuff. So, but when Raw first started, it, it was jobber matches. Really, and you'd have like one good like big match. Really, yeah. So if you were to bring that style back, would you have it similar, or would you have like breaking up? Like you have a big match, a couple jobber matches, another big match to close out the show, or would you do all jobber matches, big match at the end, or just save all your big matches for the pay per views? I would probably do one big match at the end. I would save my big ish matches yep. for the pay per views, but I would okay. do like a, a big ish match at the end. Okay. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like an example from today's times. Like I would do like the Street Profits against Otis and uh, Gable. Okay. Like that would be like my main event of Raw. Okay. Okay. And another thing, you think with Vince stepping down, you think they'll decrease the amount of pay-per-views we have? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that that's going to stay. Do you think that also hurts they don't the bring pay-per-views anymore? What do you mean? They're now called, uh, what are they called? Something special events. Really? Yeah, they stopped calling because it's on the network or on Peacock. So it's not right. a pay-per-view. Right. Yeah, you're not calling ordering no more. Right. So yeah, they changed the, what they call them now, and I forget what it is. Special live events, I think, maybe something like that. So would you decrease the amount of but special? No, they won't decrease the amount because they're on Peacock. Like, so they need okay. to have that content every month to justify. Oh, okay. like. So so it sort of really doesn't make sense to bring back Jabba's then, because you don't really have that like special, you know, urge to see your favorite superstar. You know, going against another superstar, if you know. But I, I, so I think you can bring back jobbers, still okay. do monthly pay per views. That's fine. Okay. Um, you mean and, and monthly live events? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the monthly live events. Like, <laughs> um, and, and what I would do, I have jobbers on Raw, like okay. jobbers on SmackDown, and okay. then for your special like monthly live events, like I would shorten them down to two hours, maybe three. Okay. Um, and I would just have it be like a good title match, but like, uh, and I'm trying to give like an example, like, is it not too big? Cause I'm like, save your stuff for WrestleMania, like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, like that should be saved for WrestleMania. Right. But like, I would do, you know, on a, on like a regular monthly special event, yep. uh, that's not a WrestleMania slam or a rumble, whatever. Uh, yep. Like Roman Reigns is going to be defending his belt against like Sami Zayn. Okay. Okay. Something okay. like that, you know. Okay. And then also with the jobbers, because it seems like a lot of the guys that we know now were jobbers at one point. They have like before they were superstar type of things, and they're like, "Oh, this person wrestled in this federation." Like, yeah. So would you? Also keep an eye out on those jobbers and slowly maybe see the ones you have potential build them up or just treat them as enhancement down and that's that. No, I would absolutely keep an eye on okay. them and think about building them up, you know? And I think that's the best way. You, you bring in the local indie guys and you're like, well, who looks good? Who does what? Okay. But then the fans see you as, uh, like, what's that dude that's on AEW? Baron Black. He's like 0-50. Like, is there any chance of, like, making him, like, a legit contender if it, if that's if people that's what he's known for if, if you're young enough yes okay like the hard like, you, you boys came in as jobbers but we, we didn't know that until later like i think i saw maybe one match of them as uh jobbers no it wasn't as a tag team it was i think one of them faced razor but it was like yeah. one of those like yeah it was one of those things that you had to see like at the time it was like house show they were like oh before he was a superstar this was not nah, the hardies were regular jobbers like really cause I, yeah because i remember watching them and then when they became the hardies i was like oh wow like nah, they're the hardies like see i didn't know all right see yeah i didn't know that so for yeah. me it was new talent nah nah i remember them as jobbers like they had like these like bad like checkered like tights like that apparently they made themselves <laughs> okay but like i said with a guy who, who like like that you say it's possible yeah to make if, if you're young 
it's easy enough to sell it as oh, like you were learning your learning your way, and now like you're good. All right, all right. But if you're like Barry Horowitz's age, then it's that's rad. a lot. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot harder. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. Well, uh, if Tony, no, not Tony Khan, if Nick Khan is definitely listening, bring back Enhancement Talents. Yes, bring back Enhancement Talents. Like, let's make wrestling great again. Yeah. Would you bring back uh, cinematic matches or leave that? Um, if there's a place for it where it makes sense and it can be done right, I would do it. But for the most part, nah. Okay. You, you still got to see uh, Lucha, though, because that's how it was properly done. I know. I gotta. I definitely got to check that out. <clears throat> but, uh, all right. Okay. Okay. Um, trying to think. Uh, so, we, we talked about Flair coming back uh, this month, having his last farewell match. Well, yeah. Oh, let me quickly just run down the rest of that card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the interesting show. Okay. Got uh, the Von Erichs. Marshall okay, good tag team. Good tag team. I see. Yeah, I seen them in um, uh, NWA. Oh, okay, they're good. Yeah, they're not bad. And uh, I'm not familiar with them. I'm just like, oh, one, I guess they're one wrestled, the kids of. Yeah, one wrestled barefoot like his pops. You know, the oh, other one. Yeah. All right, but they're gonna be taking on the Briscoes. Okay. Um, next up, Clark Connors against Ren Narita. I believe okay. both of them are New Japan Young Boys. Okay. Um, we already discussed Killer Cross against Davy Boy Jr. Yep. Um, then in a triple threat match for the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship. Yep. Uh, Rachel Ellering against Diana Perrazzo against Impact Knockout Champion Jordan Grace. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then for the Impact World Championship... Impact World Champion Josh Alexander will be defending his championship against MLW's Jacob Fatu. Ooh, okay. All right. Jacob Fatu. Um, who's uh, part of the bloodline? I was going to say, okay, so who's he? Who's, is that like Sika's son or nephew? It's uh, Rakishi's brother's son. Okay, okay. Whoever, uh, I, I feel bad. I forget his name, but I'm like, he was Rikishi's tag partner, I think, uh, when they were the head shrinkers. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, so Alpha and... Because Alpha was the manager at that time. He's, he's right, like but he's like the grand... Yeah, he's like the, the high... He's like the grand... Yeah, but yeah. Who, who, was the, who, the, who, who was his tag partner? It was Alpha Sika. and... Alpha and Sika. Sika, right, okay. Sika is Roman's father correct i think so yeah and and um umaga's son as well because wasn't roman and umaga no no roman and rosie they were their brothers right i think so yeah and umaga i think was rakishi's brother yeah like youngest brother i want to say i'll work with that so yeah but who was rakishi's tag partner as the head shrinkers Oh, I can picture his face too. It's gonna bother me. Like, I know, right? Because <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what their names. I'm like, because Rikishi wasn't Rikishi. Yeah, what um, was his name? Because I remember it. You might have to Google machine it. Yeah, let's Google machine that. Well, hold on. I'm gonna go through the rest of the card first because I yeah, don't want to lose yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that also in this match 
a uh, four-way match. Ray Phoenix, Taurus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. Okay. Um, so I'm like, that should be pretty interesting. Lucha. Yeah, shouldn't be too bad. Hopefully not a lot of botches. Hopefully not. Then we got a tag team match. The American Wolves teaming together again. Oh, wow. Right. Eddie Edwards is on. Yeah, Eddie Edwards and Richards. Right, but who's more machine guns? Alex Shelley and Chris. They still wrestle? Apparently. I thought Chris Samuel, like retired like years ago. Some have like retired a bunch yeah. of times. Old uh, TNA uh, alumni. Yes. So I'm like, so that should be a fun match. Yes. And then you got Kerry and Ricky Morton with corner. Okay. Taking on Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Art Anderson in their corner. Okay. So it was like generations, sons, fathers, old NWA constituents. Yes. So I'm like, so I'm like, that's a that's a fun, interesting card. Yeah. And it's only seven days, seven hours, seven minutes, and twenty-nine seconds away. <laughs> they've got a countdown on their page. Uh so with Flair, um, are you anticipating a, a good show from him or no? I think we're gonna see all the classic flair spots. Oh, like the the flip into the turnbuckle, body slam off the top turnbuckle, the yeah. figure four, obviously, multiple chops. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, it's a tag match, so he'll be able to pace himself. He can come in, yep. do some stuff, tag out, like, catch his breath. <laughs> and he's already, him and Lito been already uh, doing their thing. Right. You know. So there should be, like, known blown spots for that. You wouldn't think so. And Jeff Jarrett, like, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen him wrestle in a long time. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, talk about someone probably who's underrated. Jeff Jarrett. He, he's, like, so uh, good. Agree or disagree. Okay. That's fair. When's, uh, when's that pay-per-view start? Um, Sunday at 7 p.m. Okay. Okay. Going back to Alex, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian, what did you think of TNA back in the day when they were uh, a part of it? I was a big TNA fan back in the day. Six-sided ring. In the six-sided ring. Yes. No, I was all about that. Now, if you want to talk about underrated, I know you said Jeff Jarrett, but I'm going to have to say my man from the Serengeti. Your man from the Oh, Monty yeah. Brown. Pounce. <laughs> Pounce. He was definitely underrated. I won't disagree. Had the look, had you know, my skills. I feel you. Looked intimidating. Did he play for the the Pats? Was it? Uh yeah, yeah. For football, so he was a local local guy. But yeah, but then also another underrated guy, uh, Eli Skipper. Was big Eli Skipper. Eli Skipper, yeah, yeah, yeah. He. But did you did you like him in WCW as part of the um, Team Canada, or did you like him in TNA? Both. Okay. Uh, okay. In TNA, though, you got to give uh That's where he had that crazy uh, top of the cage. Frank yeah, Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Frankenstein. I don't want Frankenstein. 
I don't want Scott Steiner. I still want to go to Shoney's, so I don't want to have no no beef with like my man Scott Steiner. Right. <laughs> so it's always right. gonna be the Frankenstein. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, wasn't he before Team Canada? Wasn't he in another tag team too in WCW? Uh yeah, he was part of um the Natural Born Thr- No, the Natural. Uh, what's that the name of the group? Natural Born Thrillers. No, wasn't that Jin Jack and O'Hare? Oh, that's right. They were the tag team in the group, but it was them two, him okay. and uh, above Mike Sanders. Yeah, yeah. They all had that group together. I forget what the group as a whole was called. Wasn't it the Thrill Seekers? Nah. No, no. Was it New Blood? New Blood. I think that's what. Oh, it was. was that the title of a pay per view? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Um. Yeah, yeah. Cause uh, did you like um three count? Come on, everybody! It's so Stay funny. Along like, with three count. When you, when you show me that picture of uh, Shane Helms, and then I remember him from my three count. I was like, "Ooh, times have changed." Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, who else was in that? Was it Shannon Moore? Shannon Moore and um, Evan Courageous. What happened to him? That's a very attractive question. Yeah, I feel like he, uh, unfortunately, did, did the least of everybody from the North Carolina crew. Oh, he was he was from the Hardy Boys' um, backyard. I'm pretty sure he was. Okay. Well, I know. Um, remember the dude from Mean Street Posse, Joey Abs? Joey Abs. Yeah, he was. Part I think of that he was. Too. What happened to him? That's a good question. He was the only one that could wrestle in the Mean Street Posse, right? And he had the look. Yeah, but I guess when you've got that gimmick, like, what else do you do? Well, did he go back to the indies? I don't know. That's very yeah. You know what? I'm going to check the Twitter machine because I'm curious. I was trying to find the uh, Samoan family tree. Yeah. Which uh, there's all sorts of versions of it on, on <laughs> online, but, like, none of them are comprehensive. I was going to say, I'm surprised people, <laughs> random people, just so, like... Like say they're part of Samoan. That's like the dynasty. Like right. this random like people of like Polynesian descent. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm part of it. Like <laughs> and they have like no ties whatsoever. <clears throat> I mean, work for Snooker. Yeah, right. And um, who's his daughter's name? Tamina. Tamina, yeah. Nobody Mina. <laughs> and oh, unless you're Samoa Joe, who has the actual name of Samoa in his name, I guess it doesn't work for you. <laughs> right. Just make sure you make sure your name's not Samoa, you know, wrestler, and then you you all set. <laughs> Interesting. What's that? Uh, Joey Abs. He retired in two thousand and one. Oh wow. Um. Apparently, so he, uh, after the Main Street Posse, um, yep. after. Uh, after they disbanded at Wrestlemania 2000 was the last time they were part of WWF where, yep. uh, they were involved in a hardcore championship title match Yep. Um, they disbanded they were all sent to developmental in Memphis OBW that's no, oh, not OBW, OBW. okay uh, Memphis okay um, apparently he wrestled there for almost a year okay um, and then uh, he was released from his contract and Ah, that's unfortunate. 
I mean, he didn't get a lot of in-ring stuff, but, you know, like I said, he played the part. Yeah, yeah, he played the part. He was, you know, he was pretty good for all things considered. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd be curious to know what he's doing now. Yeah, same here. Uh, speaking of, like, since he was, like, a big dude, what did you think of, um, of uh, oh, he was from TNA, and now he's, like, a politician. Um, oh, Matt Morgan. Yes. The Blueprint. Yes. And I he was a Tough Enough alumni. Is he? Yeah, he was, uh, I think, season two, I want to say. That's yeah, wild. season two. Yeah. Well, I'll just learn something new. But, uh, yeah, what'd you think of him in, in TNA? I like him in TNA. How about you? I didn't see a whole lot of him in that version of TNA. By the time that I saw it checked out. Okay, um, all good. But, yeah. Uh, what was his finisher? Um... Was it a choke slam? Okay. Or a discus clothesline? I'm, I'm, I feel like it was one or the other. Okay. I'm gonna laugh. I could be wrong altogether. Were you, um, were you a test fan? Test, test. This is a test. Um, I dug test for the time period. The big dude. You know, I thought he was yeah. cool. I, I dug the look, the gimmick. Yep. Had a nasty, uh, big boot. Yes, yes, he did. You know, look intimidating. Didn't do the whole knee slapping. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> or that was in fashion. Yep. Which, uh, quick side note. Yep. Um, apparently, Joey Abs, real name Jason Arnhart. I, I saw he had an IMDb page. Yep. So I was like, oh, interesting. Like, he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's got credits for Falls Count Anywhere, the greatest street fights in WWE history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers to him. Hopefully, you got royalties off of it. Right. <laughs> Probably not. Um. Speaking of the thrill seeker, were you a fan of either Jin Jack or Hair? I I like them both. As big dudes uh, that can as move. A tag, as a tag team, I thought they were cool. They were big guys that moved around, did cool flips. Yeah. Didn't the one do a swanton? Tons. Yeah. So Which must have been weird for Jeff. Like, always like, y'all stop using my finisher. <laughs> and looking better. Is that is that a thing in the wrestling world? Like, that is a thing. In you the know wrestling what I'm saying? World. Okay. That's a big thing. And that's why you don't see guys in the same promotion doing the same finisher. Have you had that situation where a guy was using your finisher? Not so much my finisher. It's interesting, okay. actually. My current in Flash, which is a full Nelson yep. uh, face buster. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with the Miz's um, thing that he does. Mine's different. Okay. But, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, that I've noticed, like, no one does that move. I don't know if it's because no one... Like, it's something I actually invented. I invented okay. it when I was in Florida. Uh, okay. Back in, like, 2005, 2006, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. okay. And uh, I don't know... If, I've seen variations of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen a variation of it where a guy picks the guy up um, off his feet and then, like, does it. I'm like, oh, it looks really cool. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I've never seen anyone do exactly my move. Uh, now that I've said that, I'm going to see it all over the place. Probably. Uh, but uh, but uh, it's funny. I used to do a, uh, like, a spinning backbreaker. Okay. And when I got to NCW, uh, they asked me to stop it because it was too close to uh, the Lumberjakes finisher. Which was like oh, a spinning okay. sidewalk slam. Okay. 
Um, so, so stuff like that can definitely happen in, in wrestling. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples over the years because uh, I'm like, oh, I know there's been stuff where guys like coming to WWE and they, oh, great, it's CM Punk. Um, oh, the GT uh, go to sleep thing. Well, well, he he stole that from Kenta. Right. But before he was doing the GTS, he was doing the Pepsi Plunge. Okay. Which was uh, the pedigree off the top rope. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, when he got to WWE, they were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> did it look cool, though? Yeah, it did look cool. Okay. Um, so so there's an example right there. Um, and I feel like there's others, particularly with indie guys, that they come up and it's like, yeah, you're not doing that anymore. Did he ever explain why he did, you know, he took from Kenta that his finisher, like as an homage, or he just like, I'm using this? That's a good question. I don't know. Because at one point he was, uh, you know, Kenta was, uh, what's his face in the promotion? So, um, when Kenta was in NXT? Yeah, well, he's in WWE. I forget what his WWE name was at the time. Um, I think it was Kenta. No, no, that was, um, Nah, it was something different. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. They did change it. Yeah. And was Punk in the promotion at the time? I think Punk was gone already, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, that this must have been an awful conversation. <laughs> yeah. Whose version do you prefer? Us? Um, I honestly would have to say Kenta's. Okay. Who's, oh, who, whose version of uh, Sharpshooter slash Scorpion Deathlock do you dig? Ooh, let me think about that. I feel like Bret Hart got real low with it. Okay. I was going to say, when Bret was in WCW, did Sting ever use a Scorpion Deathlock as a finisher or that fallaway back At that point, DDT? The, uh, yeah, the Scorpion Death Drop. That, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm curious if, like, if they ever faced each other, like the battle of the shot oh, shooters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, talk about money left on the table. They never faced each other? Um, I don't think they did. That's crazy. Right? Wow. Wait, uh, hey, uh, maybe, you sure? Not like for like the US title or nothing like that? I'm not positive. Okay. I could be wrong. But okay. if they did, it wasn't like a big thing like it could have been. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, well, um, unfortunately, it was not what it could have been. Yeah, that mule kick did uh, not do wonders for him. Which is a shame because I, I like both guys. Goldberg and Bret Hart, like my uh, you know top ten favorite wrestlers. So, oh wow, all right. <clears throat> Obviously, for different reasons, you know, because uh, Goldberg was just a, you know just a unleashed fury of just like I'm just like destroying people left and right, you know, quick and simple. And obviously, Bret on the technician tip. You know, I feel you. I feel you. You know what? Next week's episode, mm-hmm. let's dive into. Uh, I don't know. Do we do uh, top ten? Might be too many. Maybe we do top five favorite wrestlers each. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. Um, my, my top five is easy. Oh, I already know. It's uh, dialing, 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 and dialing. I mean, that would be my top five greatest rappers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's probably uh, all Shawn Michaels. Top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Osiris. <laughs> Osiris Blonde. Osiris Bald. 
Simply <laughs> God's best, GA West. Simply the best, GA West. That's my top five. <laughs> uh, goodness. Um, so speaking of uh, Osiris uh, and his uh, misadventures in the indie world, uh, why don't you tell the listeners uh, that you just had a show this past weekend? You know, yeah. how, how that went. Yeah, this past weekend, uh, yesterday, in fact, um, as of recording, uh, it was on Saturday, July 23rd, MCW took part of the North Attleboro Kids Day Carnival outdoor show. Uh, yours truly had two matches. First one took on Shay Cash, handily, handily beat him with the final flash. Um, and then in the second match, it was a triple threat. Uh, myself, Derek, and against Doctor Heresy. And, uh, wow, I heard that name in like, yes, right. Fun <clears throat> fact: Doctor Heresy and I never wrestled before. Oh, okay. Yesterday was the first time for that. Does he still have the coat? The uh, lab coat? coat now. He doesn't have the white one. Oh, he, okay. Uh, All right. Came out with uh, like. I, this might not be the right term, but I feel like you'll immediately know what I'm talking about. Dark blue nurse scrubs? Yes. Yep. Yep. Let's see. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he was wearing yesterday. And, okay. Uh, but, yeah, triple threat match with the three of us. And um, we were on our way to victory. Well, I, I should say I was on my way to victory. Uh, okay. Derek, he was holding up uh, Dr. Heresy. And okay. I went to do the uh, Superman punch. Okay. Uh, I gave it the good setup and everything. Put my fist down, cocked it back, and uh, went for the punch. Doctor Heresy, he's a 25-year wrestling veteran, so uh, wow. he, he saw it coming, ducked out of the way. I ended up hitting Derek in the face. Doctor Harry, Doctor Heresy, dumped me outside of the ring before I could realize what was going on, and he stole <laughs> the victory. One, two, three. Wow. So, uh, you know, so Dr. Heresy and Osiris may have to meet again. Um, okay. okay. Might need some vengeance. Okay. Okay. So uh, how was the wrestling uh, 90 degree uh, heat? It was crazy. Um, stepped through the curtain, couldn't breathe. It was like Whew. wrestling in pea soup. Whew. So, yeah, it, the, the fog was so thick. you could Not the fog, the humidity was so thick you could cut it with a knife. What time was the show? 4 p.m. Oh, so yeah, the sun was still full bloom. Full bloom, and it, the ring had been baking in it for a couple hours. Like, Oof. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, we do what we got to do um, yep. to entertain the people. Yep. Would you ever do that again? Probably next year. <laughs> uh, what promotion was this again? NCW, Northeast Championship Wrestling. Okay. Who, uh, okay. Big show coming up Friday night, August 26th. Will you be there? I will be there. Nice. It's the uh, Big City Rumble, their version Ooh. of the Royal Rumble. Okay. And uh, I actually I uh, start Fight Camp tomorrow. What's uh, Fight Camp? Monday as a recording time. Fight Camp is uh, basically, you know, think UFC fighters when they uh, they know they've got a big fight coming up. They they lock down in the camp. And um, I've got a big fight coming up, August 26th. Going to be wrestling for the NCW World Heavyweight Championship. 
Okay. Uh, taking on the natural Channing Thomas. No, I'm sorry. World class. World class Channing Thomas. Okay. Okay. And um, so it's going to be a big match for yours truly. Okay. Uh, first heavyweight championship title match since coming back to wrestling. Um, and, uh, you know, I got a lot to prove out there. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we start fight camp tomorrow. And uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be coming into this thing the, the best that we can. August six, okay. Well, August twenty six. Oh, twenty six. Okay. Yes. August sixth, yeah. Saturday, August sixth. Uh, I will be wrestling for Continental Wrestling Alliance in a uh, six man tag match. This will be in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, it'll be Osiris teaming up with Ike the Bite. Uh, okay. And Foxy Calvin Campbell. Ike the Bite is a, uh, he used to wrestle for NCW and he's wrestled for some other companies. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be the three of us managed by Dr. Ozone. Okay. Uh, and we will be taking off Scytherin, Bo Douglas, and okay. Wagner Brown. Wow. Two OGs in the gizzane. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both have schools. I'm correct, right? Yes. Yes. Bo Douglas. Slick school in Park. Jersey. Slick schools in Connecticut. Connecticut and uh, Bo's in Wakefield, Massachusetts. Okay. And do they both honor the Killer Kowalski code? They do not. Uh, Bo Douglas does. Um, oh, so all right. So one does. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Bo Douglas, uh, I have actually trained at Belltown Club many times. Yep. Um, being a Kowalski alumni, Bo Douglas does honor the Kowalski uh, trainees. Okay, okay. So, uh, yes, yep. So, how do you prove that you're a Kowalski trainee? Because um, anybody could be like, oh, I trained at Kowalski. Well, I, I guess you would have to know somebody. Because... Like, Oh, I know Triple H. I know Perry well, Sadden. Well, no, but like, <laughs> just as an example, so like when I was there, yeah, I, I trained with Slick. Um, I trained with Bo Douglas. Like, okay. I trained with Eddie Edwards. Okay. Um, Chris Serengeti, the big man on campus. Like, yep. so, so there's enough people that know enough people, so you, you should be able to like say like, oh, well, I know so-and-so. Well, you just threw all like five names there, so hopefully people won't try to uh, <laughs> use those same names. No, but I mean they, but they would have to actually know those people because, like, let's say, <laughs> let's say you go to Bo Douglas and you're like, oh yeah, like I trained the Kowalski's just out yep. there when you worked there. Yeah, and he'd be like, well, who do you know? And you're like, oh, I know Eddie Edwards. He'd be like, oh, yeah. hold on a second, let me call him. All right, well, I'll just say uh, I know Osiris, and he'd be like, oh, hold on a second, let me call him. Yes, and boom, I get free uh free lesson. Not free lesson, but free training. <laughs> Mr. No Name, Blade Brown. I, I yeah. love you, but I, I can't vouch that you train. <laughs> I could lose my pass. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know. Oh I know. <laughs> I mean I don't know, I'm just saying, you know. That would be funny. All of a sudden I was like, Yeah, you are no longer uh <laughs> <laughs> right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but too funny. But okay, all right, good, 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 good. Um, Dude. is he is, is he the only gym that has the Walter for life? I believe so. I believe okay. he is the only one. 
out there. You say Wakefield. All right, cool. Yes. You uh, you would have thought chaotic when they had the name. Yeah, they would have honored it, but they did not. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So that's uh, on what on tap for uh, upcoming weeks. Um, yes. You sir. have. Uh, you excited for this upcoming weekend? Because you said Flair and SummerSlam. Yeah. Upcoming weekend should be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, Wrestling-wise. Uh, yep. Or in general, but, but yeah, wrestling-wise, like, you got SummerSlam coming up. Um, you know, Lesnar's Reigns, Street Profits yep. against Usos. Yep. Um, you know, so those should be some good matches. Whatever, whatever other matches are on the show. Uh, I think Riddle and Seth Rollins will be wrestling for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that should be good. And then, yeah, the next night, you got Flair's last match. That's historic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that should be a good fun card. Uh, Last night was Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Okay, how was that? I watched the pre-show. Okay. Which, uh, if you get some free time, not bad. It's it's free on YouTube. Okay, I might catch Uh, that today. If nothing else, get to see Prince Nana back in action. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, he's apparently taken over Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Okay, um, kind of. I'm wondering what happened with Tully Blanchard, but um, but it was cool though, and I actually liked and the role better than Tully Blanchard. No disrespect, because I love Tully. Yeah, but uh, it was Prince Nana managing Brian Cage and the two gigantic, potentially Samoan guys, or at least one of them looks Samoan, the other one could be Samoan or Black or Puerto Rican. Uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, they're both gigantic and athletic. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was a six-man tag with those three taking on Blake Christian, who used to be something else in NXT. I don't remember what, but I recognized him. I was like, oh, I've seen you on NXT. Okay. Um, and then Alex Zane, who I did not recognize, and I don't even remember the name. Oh, and the third person was Tony Deppin, who I didn't know uh, I'd never seen before. But I knew the name because Moment was supposed to wrestle him a few months mm-hmm. ago, um, but mm-hmm. then Deppin got injured and couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, impressive. So yeah, but um, but yeah, if nothing else, that match is worth watching. But Brian Cage, um, this was my favorite Brian Cage match I've seen in quite some time. Really? Yeah. Yep. He uh, he wasn't overselling. Um, he was he was being a machine. Okay. Um, so it was good stuff there, and uh, and the two tag partners. Uh, I apologize, guys, if you're listening to the show. You're probably not, but if for any reason you are, or if any friends of you are, I apologize for what your names are. But you guys were super impressive. Um, Wait, just, going back to Brian Cage, you say he has a problem yeah. overselling? Yeah, he'll he'll like really? sell for little guys. Okay. Like where like for me visually it doesn't make sense. Okay. But last night, like, was good. Like, no overselling. Like, he only sold, like, headshots and things like that. Okay. Okay. And then whenever guys try to do flippy stuff on him, he caught them. Which I'm like, yes, like, you should. Like, he's half your size. Okay. All right, cool. Um, All right, sweet. Um, All right, cool. What is on today's water jug? We've got a nice one today, actually. Uh, For today's message... And, and I think this applies to pretty much everybody in the world. Stay calm and stay cool. Yeah. It is hot out there. Right? Hot it out and, there. Uh, Definitely over stay the inside. UK. Yeah, stay inside, drink the water. Um, the UK 
they're having a heat wave over there for the first time. So to all our UK listeners, hope you guys are staying cool. And I don't, I assume you guys have air conditioning things over there. Uh, no, nah, they don't. They don't. Yeah, because they don't get heat waves like this. Like I think the hottest typically like make they might get might be like in the seventies. Oh, crazy! Yeah. Wow. So yeah, whatever you got over there to stay cool. Take a lot of cold showers. Yeah, get like a washcloth, run some cold water on it. <laughs> some ice bags. Right. Um, yeah. Whatever you gotta do over there, then please do what you can to, to stay warm, stay safe. And, uh, you know, for all of us over here in the States, those of us in New England, it's going to be 100 degrees today. So, again, stay indoors if you can. Stay warm. Not stay warm. Stay cool. Uh, And then uh, in Texas, I think it's going to be like 110. Uh, So, if you're over there, even though it's a dry heat, it's still heat. So, make sure you're staying hydrated. Uh, Make sure y'all are drinking your electrolytes. Um... You know, whatever it takes if you're losing sweat. And, uh, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. <clears throat> All right, then. On that uh, note, you want to take us out on this nice, hot Sunday, <laughs> July 24th. 4th. Yeah. Yes. 24th. July 24th, like we always do about this time. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like we do all always do about this time though thank y'all for listening you could be anywhere in the world right now but you're here you're listening to us and we appreciate that you guys are anywhere in the world. Yeah. you guys are anywhere in the world right now we've got listeners all over the world so that's pretty cool um and we're just gonna keep building rocking that momentum and uh make sure if you're listening that you tell your friends about us and uh that they tell their friends and then we can be friends and we can do this every weekend all right that I with you, Mr. No Name? That's I with me. <laughs> yeah, thing. Uh, <laughs> but all right, y'all, enjoy the day, enjoy the night, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Do your thing, do it to the best of your abilities. Uh, we will catch you next time on Before the Three Count. One. <laughs>